In this episode, a couple on an around-the-world trip forced home amid the COVID-19 pandemic, the unusual steps that some countries have taken to beat the virus, and there's movement in the air. Welcome to the new daily World Nomads podcast. We'll be keeping you up to date with travel alerts, information about coronavirus, and sharing some uplifting news and views to inspire you and keep you smiling. Hi, it's Kim and Phil with you, hoping you are safe and well wherever you are in the world as the coronavirus continues to stop us in our tracks, Bill, but there has been some movement. Yes, Etihad, the airline, has resumed regular services to selected destinations, kicking off with Seoul, Incheon, followed by Singapore, Melbourne, Manila, Bangkok, Jakarta and Amsterdam. But of course, that all depends on local approval in the landing destinations as well. Meanwhile, Etihad staff and their families self-isolating have shared clips of themselves singing the UAE national anthem in a show of solidarity. We will share that video in show notes, of course. Lebanon has imposed vehicle restrictions with license plates ending in odd numbers able to be driven on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. And those with the even numbers or a zero on the other days, Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays. All car travel is banned on a Sunday. Ghana has closed all land, air and sea borders until the 21st of April. The number of COVID-19 cases and fatalities in South Africa continues to rise alarmingly, while Indonesia has banned travellers, as a study warns there that as many as 240,000 Indonesians Gosh, that's a big number. Yeah. That's terrible. May die from the coronavirus. That's yeah. shocking stuff, isn't it? Well, some countries have taken some unusual steps, Phil, to beat the virus. Now, Panama has separated genders. Men and women can leave their homes for only two hours at a time and on different days. In some Colombian towns, people are allowed outside based on the last number of their national ID number. And the Malaysian government... Look, they've been forced to apologise there after the women's ministry used cartoons advising wives to dress up, wear makeup, and avoid nagging their husbands <laughs> during the country's partial <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> I tell you, I am struggling oh. to remember to clean my teeth working. From home. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, this episode's traveller story is brought to you by Megan and Jonathan, who set off on an around the world trip last year, and they were gone for a year before the coronavirus hit, forcing them to take the long way home. <laughs> So we left last April. We were, you know, chugging along. Um, we were actually feeling really great. We were doing good with money. We were thinking we'd go to like May or June of this year, go longer than a year. Um, but then, you know, COVID-19 happened. So when we first heard about it, we were actually in Asia the whole time. Um, since the first case was recorded, we had been in Asia and we'd had, you know, family contacting us in the beginning. Hey, are you guys safe? How is this going? Um, and we kept telling them, yeah, we're good. You know, we're in Southeast Asia. Everything's good. Uh, we, but we were keeping an eye on it. And then, you know, by the time it had kind of gotten really big and spread, um, it was honestly worse in the U.S. than it was in the Southeast Asian countries that we were in. So then people kind of stopped asking us. It was more ask, us asking them, uh, hey, how are you guys doing? Because it had kind of flipped. Um, and then, yeah, we just 
everything kind of, everything started closing and we decided that we needed to go somewhere else. So Jonathan, where are you now at the time of recording? Um, so we're in Southern California. Um, we have some, we are lucky enough, we have some family who uh, has a, a vacation home here. So this is our, uh, our self-quarantining location. Uh, so we're in the mountains in uh, Southern California. So how are you spending your time? Yeah, so it's kind of funny because a lot of my friends, you know, just from what I've seen, the hardest thing about this, uh, you know, stay at home or shelter in place situation is that they're together all the time with their partner. And luckily, uh, Jonathan and I had about 350 straight days of that where we were together all the time. So that's been okay. And like he said, we're in a pretty big home so we can separate easily. So he's doing a little remote work. Um, We've been reunited with all of our things. So I've just kind of been catching up, you know, reading emails, whatever else, hopefully working on the blog, but you know, everybody says that and then it doesn't really happen. So (laughs) (laughs) I love that you're a realist. Now, did it take you 96 hours to get home? Did. So I mentioned that you know, everything kind of started, uh, borders started closing. We were looking for somewhere to go. We really didn't want to come back to the U.S. And, you know, part of that was if travel is what is spreading this disease, you know, we didn't want to be jumping on a long um, plane flight and then potentially exposing other people to us or us to other people. So we were in Vietnam at the time. Vietnam had it pretty under control. The week we were there, they actually had a plane land from London that had some passengers on it that tested positive and kind of slowly from the north of the country, they started shutting things down and we were kind of in the middle and our visa only had one week left. And so we thought about let's get an apartment and let's renew our visa. And then we thought, well, let's just go somewhere we really like, you know, like Tbilisi, Georgia. We could stay there for a year without a visa. We love it there. It's very affordable. So even if we got stuck for a couple months, we'd be okay. Um, So I look into it and they've already closed their borders. And then we're like, well, we were going to go to the Philippines. So let's just move on. Oh, Philippines, you know, they shut down Manila. Um, And it was kind of everywhere we started looking, just all of our options were going away. And my mom actually lives in Switzerland. And so it might seem strange to kind of fly into the eye of the storm and, you know, go into Europe at that point. Um, But we knew that we would have somewhere to stay there rent free. So if we got stuck, it'd be okay. So we decided, let's go to Switzerland. So we check, we're still allowed to go. The EU is talking about closing borders, but it hasn't happened yet. So we buy our tickets, we get on the plane. Uh, We, you know, we paid a little bit more to get the faster tickets, but there were still two stopovers instead of three. So we stop in Singapore, we stop in Dubai, we get on the plane in Dubai, they actually stopped somebody in front of us, they pulled aside a passenger whose final destination was Lisbon, and we could hear her talking and she was telling them like, you can't go to the EU right now because you're not a citizen. You have to reroute your flight. And so then I started thinking, oh, no. Um, but then our final destination was Geneva, and they let us on. And I thought, oh, great, because even though Switzerland is Schengen, it's not EU. So they, you know, could make their own decision. Um, and then so we get on the plane. We get to Switzerland. We get to passport control. I'm so excited. Like, yes, we made it. This has been exhausting. It had been about 30 hours at that point, and we got turned away at passport control. Um, that morning at midnight, they had decided to follow EU suit and close the borders to non-Swiss citizens or residents. So we were stuck. Was your patience level holding out? You know, I had been really nervous. Uh, I keep recommending to people. I just was constantly on loop watching videos of my little two-year-old nephew giggling. And so I told everybody, if you don't have a baby, find a sister or a friend with a baby and have them send you videos because that's the best stress relief. But um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was really 
I was very frustrated because I understood, like, I think it's good that the countries are closing their borders. I understand this disease is a priority, but it was very frustrating because I had been checking and checking and checking. And if it had happened when we were in Singapore or when we were in Dubai, those are both huge airports. We could have easily rerouted ourselves. Um, and just to get all that way to get so close, you know, my mom and I were joking that we should have like found a window and put our hands up on either side of the window um, because to get that close and not be able to get to her, that was very frustrating. So at that point, uh, I wouldn't say I was impatient, just like very distraught. And so that was one time I was very glad that I wasn't a solo traveler because then Jonathan was able to, um, you know, talk to the border guards and talk to the embassy and make some phone calls that I really was not in a state to call, to make at the moment. We've known each other a long time. And I think we had a pretty good handle on um, what our, our individual strengths and weaknesses were. On the way here, it was obviously a very stressful journey for us, right? Like I knew at any point that, things could change. And, you know, it was not a fun journey, but um, I think it is the nicest that I've ever seen people be in airports. So, you know, there was none of the impatience and security. Well, there weren't really security lines. There were very few people at the airport, but I just felt like people were being very patient, very kind, you know, giving each other a wide berth, maybe because of the disease, maybe not. And I also think, you know, I've seen a lot of people posting recently about all the travel they've taken for granted and how, this is kind of showing them that already travel is such a privilege. Um, and now even those of us with, you know, the financial or socioeconomic or otherwise privilege can't do it. And so I think it, it really does show how much we take it for granted. That is so very true, Megan. And we'll discuss that in tomorrow's episode with Zoran, a writer and Croatian business owner in the travel sector. Hey, look, we'd love to hear from you during this time, whether you're a traveller or someone like Zoran who works in the sector and keen to share your story. So email us at podcast at worldnomads.com. Bye. The World Nomads Podcast. Explore your boundaries.